Hey everyone, it's Tony. It's David. And we're Two Dudes Talking Disney. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm excellent. This is uh, part two at our look at uh, resorts of the Magic Kingdom area. Yes. Opening day resorts and some resorts that never were. Correct. I guess is, is kind of the title of this one. And, uh, you know, last episode we talked about how Disney is a living, breathing entity and uh, with all things, change always comes and, you know, the best laid plans always go astray. So before we get into our discussion on Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, uh, we will talk about the resorts that never were. Yeah, so, uh, you know, for a long time hanging up in, in the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian, or excuse me, the Polynesian, the Contemporary were uh, the maps, the original drawings of the, the Walt Disney Kingdom. And if you looked at them today, you'd see some things that are, you know, noticeably different. And the, the uh, you know, the Polynesian is there, the Contemporary is there, the Magic Kingdom is there. Even Discovery Island, Fort Wilderness, they're all right where they should be. But probably um, three of the more unique features on the map that are not there is there were three more resorts planned for the Magic Kingdom monorail loop. Yep, and I think Walt's original plan was to have resorts that complemented the different lands of the park. Correct. So the Contemporary would complement Tomorrowland, the Polynesian for Adventureland. Um, I'm not sure how a couple of these resorts would fit into things. Right, but uh, I'm sure somehow they'd squeeze them in. Right. Um, you know, and... And again, well, I guess the, the easiest one to start with, because it's very easy to say where it was, would have been the Asian Resort. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the fascinating thing about the Asian Resort is it, was, it is now what we know as the Grand Floridian. And when the park was built, the land was actually cleared and prepared. So for you know roughly 20 years, there sat a flat cleared piece of land along the monorail before they finally uh, went with the uh, hotel. What is it? The Hotel Del Coronado? Is that the hotel that the Grand Floridian is modeled after yes. in California. Um, and they went with that resort uh, over the Asian resort at the time. So that's where the first of the missing resorts would be, which is now located on the property of the Grand Floridian. All right. And the Asian resort was actually uh, designed with the other phase one resorts being the Contemporary and the Polynesian. Uh, it was designed to be a 500 to 600 uh, room resort that would mimic Thai architecture. Uh, the main building would have had a 160-foot uh, central to- uh, tower, which was topped by a restaurant. Uh, the uh, road that was built uh, to access the site was named Asian Way, and the um, construction was planned to begin in 1972. Uh, but then the 1970s in- energy crisis and the downturn in tourism led to the result being uh, re- led to the resort being canceled. Yes. Uh, so then in 1988, uh, 16 years later, oh, we got the uh, Grand Floridian on that property. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like we've mentioned a bunch of times, Disney's a, a ever-changing landscape. So the original plan was the Asian Resort, and we didn't get it. We got the Grand Floridian. Right. Uh, the second of the resorts, and I guess the easiest way to put it, is between what was the, what is the Contemporary and the Transportation and Ticket Center – but on the other side of the road from the Wilderness Lodge was supposed to be Disney's Venetian Resort. Uh, the resort was supposed to feature, obviously, Venetian-style architecture, including gondolas and waterways to get you around the resort uh, instead of paved pathways, which was mm-hmm. going to be, I think, the more unique features. Um, if memory serves tone, the downfall of this resort was the land uh, that it was scheduled to be built on was notoriously uh, swampy and sinky. Hence the reason why the Wilderness Lodge was never built on it and actually built across the street, 
was that they they always had a problem with that that section of land, uh, you know, north of the right. uh, transportation t- ticket center. Well, you know, when you consider that uh, what like seventy percent of Flor- Flor- Florida is swampland, correct? Uh, that makes sense. And Bay Lake itself and uh, the Seven Seas Lagoon were all like reclaimed swampland. Yes. So it it it, it, it does totally make sense. Makes sense. Now, the funny thing is if you go to some of, of these sites and you read about these resorts, uh, everything seems to be uh, killed by the energy crisis of oh, the 70s. Right. Um, you know, the gas shortage, people weren't traveling. You know, f- uh, flight air travel was not what it is today. Air travel was a luxury, not Correct. a uh, you know, not a part of everyday life. So people, you know, like the Leonards and the Cotters were still driving places. Driving like we don't believe uh, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, they will say that, uh, that the energy crisis killed all of these resorts. Um, the Venetian was actually going to be, um, also Mediterranean themed, uh, looks like, um, uh, a tall tower with some outlying buildings, probably like a six or seven story tower. And then some two story buildings, very similar to what we've seen in most of the Disney resorts. I think the thing that that people too have to realize when we talk about these resorts and like, you know, while they showed up here and there on the map, like there was, you know, material printed with them. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you could buy postcards, you could buy, you know, uh, souvenirs in the parks even at the time for these resorts. And again, like we said, the 1973 oil embargo did it, did it in. And then um, the idea was revisited in the late 80s, early 90s when uh, Michael Eisner saw how well the Grand Floridian did. And uh, he wanted a bigger resort built. They did uh, revisit the plan again in 1999. And it actually went through a design phase. They had an architectural firm. Uh, it was supposed to be, you know, one of the most luxurious ones. And again, it, it, they wanted, you know, canals with gondolas, fountains, you know, uh, conference centers. It was supposed to be, uh, or, you know, originally opened in 1971, but never built. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looks like this uh, one from the 90s would have been Disney's Mediterranean Resort. Yep. And it would have been themed after a Greek fishing village. Interesting. So, very cool. Um, another, There's another one uh, in the 80s. It was going to be the D- Disney Grand Venezia Resort, which would have had um, a, a wedding chapel. Uh, coincidentally, they ended up yes. putting a wedding chapel over next to the Grand Floridian between the Grand Floridian and the uh, Polynesian Resort. So, correct. Uh, you know what comes around goes around with Disney. They will recycle ideas, uh, you know, to to no end. And then the third resort that was not built was the Persian Resort. Um, that was going to be on the shores of Bay Lake. Do you want to give us the location? Yeah. So uh, basically, it was going to be a monorail resort mm-hmm. north of the Contemporary. And yet, east of the park. So, if you if you think about like, you know, standing in uh, the area of like Dumbo or or the uh, teacups, you know, and and you look, you know, down towards the contemporary, it would have been in line with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the you know more unique things too is if you uh, go on like Google Earth and you look, you could see exactly where the hotel was supposed to be because right. there is a unexplained square plot of land. That was built and cleared out along the shores of Bay Lake. Um, you know, and again, it was uh, scheduled to open in 1973. But again, that 1973 oil crisis, yep. the project was canceled. Uh, there was a, a, t- a short uh, revisitation in 1978 
Uh, but once the Iranian Revolution happened, the project was permanently shelved. Well, that, and that only happened because the Shah of Iran uh, said he would fund the project if they would build it. If they would build it, yeah. Um, it was going to be a Persian resort, so, you know, big blue dome, uh, very Persian, Middle Eastern-type architecture with spires and domes and... Uh, you know, palm trees, very much like uh, an oasis in the desert. An oasis, yeah. Some, some Iranian influence as well, which is why the Shah of Iran got involved. And then, uh, you know, like Dave says, a revolution and the Ayatollah Khomeini, right. uh, you know, caused an end to that. So, uh, you know, what could have been? It, it is amazing. I think um, probably, too, if, I, and again, we're, uh, we're, also talking about things that never happened or things that were original, you know, to the park. I think probably uh, one of the more unique things that were built in that area of Disney at the time was the uh, I don't want to say the Stoll Port, which was Walt Disney's airport. So, uh, do, you, do you know what Stoll stands for? Short takeoff and landing. Exactly. Airport? Yes. That is now the bus parking lot. Correct. In uh, the, uh, coming up Kingdom. the main drag heading towards the Magic Kingdom, if you look to the right, uh, you would see there it was built in 1971 to serve as an airfield for Walt Disney World guests and employees. There was a scheduled uh, service to the Orlando Jet Point at McCoy Field, which is now Orlando International Airport. So when everyone wonders why uh, the airport code for Orlando is MCO, it's because it was McCoy Airport. And also, uh, the was supposed to have air commuter service to Tampa Airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on September 6, 1972, Eastern Airline was chosen to be the airline that was going to operate it. Uh, it was very, very short. There was never a hangar built. Um, it, you know, it wasn't really long. All passenger service was discontinued by the early 80s. Um, and as a 2009... Flight operations were prohibited there because of the Walt Disney World no-fly zone that was in place since 2003. Uh, and as 2017, it was struck from the FAA's official airport registry. And it is interesting, though, because the uh, pavement has grooves in it. And uh, the thing was, as you were landing, as the plane hit a certain speed, I believe it would play uh, Small World. When You or, Wish Upon, when a, you wish star. upon a Star. There you yeah. Go. So kind of like the uh, center lines on the highways now or the shoulders. The shoulders, yeah, the rumble You get the strips. rumble strips. These rumble strips were set up so that when you hit a certain speed, it would play the tune. Fun fact, the airport code was DWS. So Disney World short takeoff. I, I guess, yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, very interesting. So it's know. funny how we just mentioned that in the 1970s, air travel was considered a luxury. And here we were, Walt was going to arrange to have this little short, you know, what would it be, like a 10-minute flight, yeah, if, that, if that, from, from Orlando International? You know. Um, and now here we are 50 years later, and they're trying to get train service from the <laughs> airport to Walt Disney World at the cost of about $2 billion, right. and they can't get it done. So uh, so a look at what was, what never will be, and uh, that brings us back to the past. Yeah. Somehow, or, or, in or, some kind of weird back-to-the-future loop. Now, um our final resort on the original Disney Resort uh, loop, if you will, is the Walt Disney Wilderness Lodge. Not to be confused with the Walt Disney Fort Wilderness, the one that we're supposed to be talking about. Okay. <laughs> the 
That's right. I'm looking at you like <laughs> Fort Wilderness was not an original uh, resort. Fort Wilderness. Uh, so Fort Wilderness was not an original Disney resort, but it did open on November 19th, 1971. So it came about a month and a half late to the party. Uh, if short, fashionably late. It did. Let's say, you know, for that. Uh, and it's a campground. You know, there's really no uh, resort, if you will, that you'd, you'd think of it as, like a buildings and rooms and stuff like that. Right. And the nice thing is you can tent camp there, you can RV camp there, or you can rent a cabin, which is really just an RV theme to look like a cabin. Correct. Um, it's very rustic. It's a great area. We've stayed there a couple of times. Uh, the resort and campground is set on 750 acres of pine and cypress forest. Uh, they have tree-lined loops uh, that house the cabins. Uh, like I said, they do have pads for recreational vehicles. Um, if you decide to tent camp there, they have shower and bathroom facilities. Um, it's about as luxurious a camping uh as it can be, uh, it's probably the only way you will ever get me in a tent again. Would be to stay at the thought, yeah, like we should. That should be two dudes, one tent. Two dudes, one tent. The camping trip. Right. Uh, you know, I think too. Probably one of the biggest uh, well-known features of the Four Wilderness Resort is the dinner show, the Hoopty Doo Review Musical, mm-hmm. uh, nightly stage show. You know, it's kind of Disney icon, if you will. Uh, it's been dark since the outbreak of the pandemic, but right. the rumors are it's coming back soon. We hope it does. Yes, it's uh, a you know a good time. I think too, uh, probably if we're going to hit our fun fact from our resorts, uh, it had its own railroad at one time. It did, um, and it was from 1973 to the early 1980s. The Fort Wilderness Railroad, which was a three and a half mile narrow gauged railroad provided transportation around the resort and to the river country, which was the, uh, the water park that was the attached. Original the original water park, water park attached Disney World, uh, which I guess we can talk about in a second. Yeah. Um, so what do you get if you're staying over at Fort Wilderness? Uh, Mosquito you, bites. You got some Poison heated, ivy. You've got some heated swimming pools, um, sand and uh, uh, a sand paved and sand exercise trail from the Pony Farm over to the Wilderness Lodge Resort, which was built way after the way park after. opened. Way after, yeah. Let's not confuse them. Um, they also rent kayaks, boats, uh, bikes, tennis rackets, golf uh, carts. Bike, uh, I said bikes already. Yes, golf, golf carts, carts yeah. which are uh, integral for getting around the resort. Uh, they have archery. They have pony rides. They have carriage rides. Um, Fort Wilderness is also home to the Tri-Circle D Ranch. Yes, have you ever gone over? Uh, we did once to the old one, but they right. just built, they a, just new built a new one last year. And I have to tell you, there are there are several like little Disney things, uh, you know, around property that you can kind of go check out. And the Tri Circle D Ranch is probably especially for the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a small. Uh, they have some other animals besides horses, but it's the main stable for all of Disney's horses. So the Magic Kingdom, you know, you know that there's the horse barn, but the, the horses really only are brought over. It's kind of like their office. Right. Uh, they they work. They live at the Tri Circle D Ranch, and their office is in the Magic Kingdom. So if you if you have a chance and you have some time to kill, um, I recommend taking a ride over to the wilderness or to Fort Wilderness. I keep doing that uh, to check out the Tri Circle D Ranch. Yeah, um, it's a it's a great place to uh, visit. Um, one thing we should mention, as with uh, the Polynesian and the Contemporary, is you can see the electrical water pageant. Yes, from the shores there. Um, the electrical water pageant is a water parade that has been going on nightly. Uh, has it been has it been around as long as the resort was? Yeah, it re- debuted on October twenty fifth of nineteen seventy one. So okay, so it just, was actually there before 
Four Wilderness. It was. Three weeks after Walt Disney World opened, they debuted the Electrical Water Pageant. Um, you can also do campfire sing-alongs uh, with Chip and Dale. And uh, they do also offer outdoor movies there on Clementine's Beach. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, a great place to stay. Have you guys ever stayed? We have. Uh, as a matter of fact, when we were younger, we, we've stayed there numerous times. Uh, we stayed in the when you used to rent like the cabins that mm-hmm. were the RVs. We've stayed in those. Okay. So. I know if you are an RV user uh, in the wintertime, you will get a lot of people who go down to Florida, you know, a lot of these snowbirds, because I think you can rent up to 30 days yes. uh, yeah. at a pad. And if you go during Halloween or Christmas time, it is decked out to the yes. nines and they have like interior parades and celebrations uh, with the guests who are there. So that's always a fun thing to see. And uh, I guess that covers uh, Fort Wilderness. Fort Wilderness, yeah. yeah. Uh, and obviously the additions, the new resorts on the Magic Kingdom loop, if you will. Uh, you know, first came the Grand Floridian. Uh, I, we've never stayed there. No. I, I, I don't like... The vibe of the yeah. Grand Floridian. It's, it's too uh, frou-frou for I me, I would say I posh. Guess. Too posh. posh you know? Too posh, yeah. Uh, exactly. And then Wilderness Lodge, which is actually one of my, my, my you know, favorite, more favorite resorts. Okay. Uh, I really enjoy the Wilderness Lodge. What I enjoy the most about the Wilderness Lodge is the, the calmness of it. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the deluxe resorts on property, there's a draw to them that brings a lot of people, even if you're not staying there. So if you go to the lobbies, they're very busy. There's a lot of people transiting through, but because Wilderness Lodge is kind of out on its own, right? You it's don't off, have it's it. off the monorail, right? You know, and, and, and I think that's one of the drawbacks to the contemporary Polynesian Correct. and the Grand Floridian is they're on the monorail line, and you get you know stragglers who want right. to come over and check it out. Check they it want out. To, they want to eat at the restaurants. Now, that being said. Uh, Wilderness Lodge does draw people over to their restaurant. Correct. I mean, um, they do have their, their their restaurants, but not in the volume at, like no, a, that no. an Ohana's or you no. know a sh- uh, Chef Mickey's does. No, definitely not. Yeah. So, all right, all right. I guess that's it. Is that it? That is. All right. All right. So until next time, I'm Tony. I'm David, and, and we're, we're two dudes talking Disney. Disney.